0: Well, good evening, everyone. It's great to have you with us tonight. Uh, Let me add my welcome to Ken's. Uh, I'm Ben, I'm the Assistant Minister here at St. Joseph's, and it's really good to have you here. I I love Carols by Candlelight. It always feels like the start of Christmas to me. Uh, I'm married to Sophie, and we've got uh, two young children. And our oldest was born back in 2017. And uh, the labor seemed to go on forever, and that was just for me. It was so slow that we we walked up a hill, back down again, uh, went out for a cup of tea, had a scone, uh, and this was all after Sophie's waters had broken, uh, which was maybe a bit risky, nearly as risky as starting a cow talk on this topic. Uh, But for round two, uh, when our second child was due, uh, we were both kind of imagining it would be the same, hours and hours of labor. And so uh, I was kind of quite looking forward to it. Like maybe we'd watch a few films, might even go to the cinema, have dinner, who knows? Um, I thought it was going to be great. Uh, so when the contractions started, uh, we drove to the hospital, uh, all very relaxed, uh, and I kind of walked around to, the, to, the, to my wife's side of the car and um, was going to help her out. Uh, and I, I pulled the door open, and it was almost like pulling the door was like a switch for her going into labor. And Sophie immediately went into pretty full-on labor. Uh, she managed to get into the hospital um, just and collapsed on the floor uh, in the corridor. And thankfully, uh, someone ran in with a wheelchair and, um, and took her down uh, to a room where they got her on a bed. Uh, and everyone was kind of running around, looking quite worried, putting different things on her. And at that point, um, a nurse uh, who'd been um, yeah, putting some, some instruments on Sophie, said, we can't find a heartbeat. And it was this real moment of great anxiety and fear whilst everybody was rushing around. But suddenly, Sophie perked up uh, and she said, I think she's here. I think she's here. Uh, That's why we can't find a heartbeat. Uh, And suddenly our fear and anxiety uh, turned to great joy, a real joyful moment where we realized that we'd all missed the baby being born, uh, and actually Phoebe was here already, um, which was brilliant. Uh, Exactly three minutes after arriving at the hospital door, literally. Christmas can be really busy, can't it? Uh, uh, It can be easy to get wrapped up in our own busyness or fears or anxieties uh, or just the joy of it all. Uh, or even in a sense of loneliness uh, does tend to accentuate it this time of year, doesn't it? But it'd be so sad if in all that we missed the greatest joy that there is, uh, the joy that is to be found in the baby born that first Christmas. Uh, I'm not a big worrier, but uh, there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment, isn't there? And it is easy to to worry about the future. Uh, Maybe you're here tonight and you've got more acute fears or anxieties. Uh, Maybe they're financial or uh, it's your health or the health of a family member. Uh, Maybe there's a sense of loneliness or or someone that you miss at Christmas time. And I want you to know this evening that the message of that first Christmas speaks into those things. We're told that the shepherds were out in the field and and the angels appeared. uh, And um, the shepherds were terrified, as you would be. But the angel says to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. And then the angel says, and this will be a sign for you. The angel is saying, God is going to show you a sign that there is great joy for everybody, and you don't need to be afraid. Christmas is massive these days, isn't it? Uh, Big lights, big window displays, bigger and better puddings in Iceland for Bryn. Um, I love that. Uh, So you might imagine that the sign that first Christmas was massive, Uh, but actually it was a very small sign in many ways. Uh, The angel says that the sign to support this good news of great joy was in a stinking feeding trough. Uh, It was a baby born in a trough, lying in a manger. It must have sounded crazy at the time, wasn't it? Uh, we've got used to the idea from loads of nativity scenes that we've seen since growing up from age one. But it must have sounded crazy to those shepherds back then, especially when they found out who this baby actually was. Because that's what the angels says next. They say, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour, who is Christ the Lord. Why is this good news of great joy? Because he's a savior. Uh, He's gonna rescue you from the biggest thing you need rescuing from. He's the Christ or Messiah, uh, meaning that he's a promise fulfiller. He's the Lord, the Lord of the universe. But he's lying in a manger. He's lying as low as you can go. You see, God didn't arrive in a blast of glory uh, with a sellout stadium tour or a gathering of global leaders or a global firework display. Uh, Instead, he came as the smallest of human beings, uh, a baby, and he was born in a, a little backwater town called Bethlehem. And because there was no room in the inn, he was born into a cattle shed in a feeding trough. And as we read this passage, we have to ask the question why? I mean, why was his birth announced to shepherds, just the everyday workers of the day? It doesn't seem like the most obvious place to make a grand announcement. But maybe that is precisely why the angels appeared to the shepherds and why the baby was born in a grimy trough. Maybe it was sending a vital message that the birth of this Savior and Lord is not just for the elite, the rich, and the powerful. The birth of this Savior is for everyone, whoever you are, uh, whatever your background or your status or your tribe or language or nation. He came for you, for you and for me. And he entered into the, the brokenness of this world and the anxieties and the fears. He entered into the reality of it. My um, young five-year-old Ezra has a uh, his nativity play coming up this week, first one we've, we've been to, and he's got a big part, uh, wait for it. He's a chicken, um, that classic, classic nativity part, although I've heard tonight he might get upgraded to a donkey, hopefully. There. Um, but when we, when we go to see a, a nativity play, uh, it can just the arrival of the baby, it, it can just come across a bit like a fairy tale, can't it? But this story, it wasn't just written as a fairy tale in the last few hundred years. New Testament scholar Bart Ehrman, who's not a Christian himself, says that the reality is that whatever you think of Jesus, he certainly did exist 2,000 years ago. Now that doesn't prove everything, but it does mean that we should treat these historical documents seriously. And when we think properly as a grown-up, uh, about this crazy claim that the gods who made the universe and flung the stars into space uh, became a human and lived among us. Uh, when we work that through uh, and what it actually means for us, we realize that it's not really fairy tale like. Uh, it's real and serious uh, and it needs consideration. So the angel tells us of a, a sign, a small sign, a baby showing us that this good news is for everybody. But actually, there's not really just a small sign, is there? Uh, We then get a very big sign, uh, because this baby causes an entire army of angels to sing. Now, uh, the choir have been absolutely fantastic tonight. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, And so I feel a little bit hesitant to say this, but these angels would have been next level from what we've heard tonight. Uh, Not even the biggest stadium concert or the best cinema surround sound uh, would have been up to it. It wouldn't be able to capture how amazing that moment would have been, the sheer wonder of it. It was better than the best West End show finale. You see, the first Christmas was far bigger than we actually think. It wasn't just good news, it was the best news that we could hear. Because what do the angels say? Uh, they say, glory to God in the highest. Uh, they're saying, God is the star of the show. Why? Because he's bringing peace on earth. What is this peace the angels talk about? Uh, is it world peace? Uh, we've, we've all heard uh, the stories, haven't we, of um, those truces during the World War of, of soldiers downing their arms and uh, having a game of footy on Christmas Day. But if we look back over the centuries, we'd have to say that that peace hasn't come. No, the angels are not announcing peace between warring nations, uh, they're announcing peace between God and mankind. You see, God made us and, and everything that we have and enjoy. Uh, But we push him aside. uh, And so there is a broken relationship between us. And it affects everything in life. Uh, We were made to enjoy the love and acceptance of God, to to live at peace with him. But we don't love him and we don't listen to him as the one who made us and and, and gave us life. Uh, And so there's a gulf between us. I mentioned my wife, Sophie, Sophie, earlier, and... um, Uh, A while ago we had an argument, shocking I know, Um, but I've asked her permission to tell this one along with the first story as well. Um, But this argument resulted in uh, me riding off uh, on my bike down the street and Sophie shouting at the top of her voice down the street at me to get back here right now. Um, Thankfully, uh, we've got understanding neighbours. And uh, she then went back into the kitchen afterwards um, and our little four-year-old boy at that time turned to her and he said, "Mummy, you need to say sorry to Daddy. (laughs) Which uh, was great for me. Uh, You can imagine how it went down at the time with her. Um, Now, just to be straight, I definitely needed to say sorry uh, more than she did. But she graciously called me uh, during the day when I was at work, uh, she reached out to me. And when there's enmity between people, the only way towards peace is if someone makes the first move and steps out, isn't it? And incredibly we're told here that the, the God of the universe moved towards us. He came down that first Christmas and he reached out to us. The fault was on us and yet he reached out The one person who who fully knows us, the only one who sees everything about us, reached out. I think it's fair to say that we all want to be fully known and fully loved, don't we? But the reality is if we were truly known, if we saw all of each other's thoughts and everything we've thought and done, all our relationships would be broken. I would be horrified and outraged. Outraged, uh, every one of our relationships would be broken. And yet the Bible says that God knows our inmost thoughts. Uh, He knows the number of hairs on our heads. Yet as the one person who knows everything about us, the one person who fully knows us, he's also the one who loved us uh, and came down and reached out to us that first Christmas. And that baby who came down grew up to be a man, Uh, he lived a perfect life, and ultimately he died for us at the cross. And the Bible says that is how he saved us. That is why he's a savior, because he died for us at the cross. But back at his birth, uh, the angels say to the shepherds, "Uh, here's where you can find him. And we too are invited to find him today. Uh, It's not difficult. You don't have to buy a plane ticket and head off to Bethlehem. Uh, All you need to do is open your heart and say a prayer and accept the good news, the great news, that God offers us by his grace. I don't know what you're like at receiving presents. Uh, As grown-ups, we tend to be uh, appreciative, but maybe not wildly excited. Uh, but um, little kids just get so excited about presents, don't they? Um, my, my son Ezra, uh, he, we gave him 50p for this Christmas fair last week, and he went off and he got himself this uh, little battered old toy car, but with lights on, that turn on. And uh, he was so excited about it. Uh, every time someone knocked at the door, he would run to the door to show them his new little battered toy car. And when the angels say... Glory to God, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Uh, What it means by uh, those with whom he is pleased is those who come to him like little children. Come to him like like Ezra with that toy, wanting to show people. Because that word pleased is used in one other place in Luke's gospel, and it's in reference to God revealing himself to little children uh, and not to those who think they are wise. So how will we receive the gift of Jesus? Will we be uh, appreciative, uh, but put him to the side? Uh, Will we be proud and dismissive? Or will we come to him like little children, uh, open and and embracing uh, our savior who's born in a feeding trough, and excited to tell others, uh, full of joy, not afraid, knowing that if we are trusting Jesus, Whatever our troubles in life, uh, whatever this year uh, holds that's coming, the most important relationship in our lives is restored. Uh, We are fully known and fully loved. We have peace with God and he is with us. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. Amen.